This is Meet the Movie Press. It's September the 6th, 2019. On the show today, Tiff and Telluride, Spider-Night, Tomb Raider, It Chapter 2, and other bits and bobs. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is September the 6th, 2019, and what a show we have for you today. Two esteemed colleagues on the show, and a reunion that has not been more hyped since PB&J and Talc and a slightly sweaty groin. It's myself and Mr. Jeff Snyder. Jeff, oh my God, it's great to be back here at MTMP. Nice. It's nice to have you back. It's been over a year. Yeah, oh my God, and I've missed you. I've missed you so. I've missed your musk. Like the like the deserts <laughs> miss the rain. It's lovely. We have a new studio here. I know. Uh, we're now uh, in a strip club. Yeah. 4K, I heard. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a private dancer. Uh, oh. Dancer for money. I'll... Be what you want me to be, as uh-huh. Tina Turner once said. <laughs> uh, Jeff, for those people who might not know who you are and where you're from, uh, who are you? <laughs> who are those people? Who are you and where can we find your I, work? I am the senior film reporter at Collider. Collider.com. You can find me on Collider videos all the time. Movie Talk, The Snyder Cut, my podcast. The Insnider on Cameo, all that good stuff. You don't have enough to do? Yeah, really. And on social media, you are? The Insnider. Fantastic. And Jimmy Oster is back. Jimmy O. Jimmy, for those people who don't know who you are, first of all, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank uh, you. Who are you and where can we find your work, please? Uh, Jimmy O, James Oster. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Arrow in the Head. Joe Blow, my sites. You can find me on all the whatever. Cameo, I'm new on Cameo. So, hey, yeah. Very exciting. Word Very up. exciting. I'm excited to be here for this reunion. It just gives me chills. It's kind of a special day. Yes. It's kind of a special yes. day. It's lovely. We've kind of not been back together. You know, it's just nice to have you back. I feel I'm, the love. I'm, I feel I'm, it. I'm delighted. I mean, uh, they got, they got to get us on Movie Talk together on Collider yeah, one of these Yeah, that would be great, days. actually. People, I'll advocate for People it. in the chat are already excited about this. Uh, if you Obviously, you are a big part of the show. Without you, audience, uh, there's no point in being here at all. Already in the chat today, uh, BlackRock316, good morning to all. Kame Egan, good morning, movie fans. Uh, Lick My Love Pump, good morning. It's ah. the return of the great In Snyder. Uh, uh, what kind yes. of viewers have you attracted to this show in my absence? <laughs> the question is, have we attracted viewers to this show? <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, Yash, greetings from Toronto, gentlemen. Uh, Ryan Nilsson, hello, hello, y'all. Uh, Ryan, who's obviously part of the in-house team here uh, at Popcorn Talk. Uh, Zeno Hour, hello, Carson Bertrand. So hyped for this. Carson, the pressure is on. We hope we do not disappoint. Uh, lick my love pump. Good morning, gentlemen and gentlewomen. Uh, Senor Nerd, throwback MTMP with Snyder returning home. Word. I don't Like Michael MTMP. Myers. Word. Wow. Word. Uh, okay, so a lot to get through on this uh, show this week. Let's start off, first of all, with a couple of things about Tiff and Telluride. Um, I asked you both to pick three things that you want to talk about it. Jeff, let's start off with, first of all, one of your picks. Um, I mean, I, I guess we have to talk about Parasite. Again, I haven't seen yeah. any of these movies. Okay. Mm. I didn't go to any of the fall festivals. Not cool. Uh, but Parasite is the movie that really came out of Telli- Telluride, I mm. think, with like... Just this enormous amount of bu- uh, amount of buzz. I know it already screened. I think it can. Yeah. Um, but uh, it seemed like it has sort of cemented its place as the front runner for the foreign language Oscar, mm-hmm. and it also seems like a threat to make it into the actual best picture race, along with the best director race. Remember last year we had Pavel Pavlikowski yep. nominated for Cold War. I think as the Academy sort of opens up its membership, you're going to see more international uh, filmmakers nominated. Um, and Cold War last year was a movie that a lot of people didn't either see or engage mm-hmm. with. I didn't, I, there wasn't. Like, 
hype yeah. around it. No, nothing. And so this year it's really interesting to see that something which could become a very strong foreign language contender is a movie that people, in the nicest possible way, care about, which is possibly the yeah. longest time in probably five or six years, I think, people have engaged with a movie of this kind in this way. Yeah, um, well, I mean, there's the bong hive, you know? I mean, there's no Pavel hive. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Pavel good hive. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I, I think Neon has been on a hot streak. I've been begging Neon to get me into a screening mm. because this movie doesn't really come out until like late December. I think if they've been starting to screen it though around town. Yeah, they um, have. So yeah, I, I, I can't wait to, to take it in and, and feast on it. It's yeah, supposed no, to be a, a sumptuous Feast on the parasite. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his work anyway. Um, and, and I had a, a, uh, an invite for this probably about two months ago, like a really, really Ooh. early one. I simply didn't <laughs> have time to see it even though it was I on my list of things Sam that I wanted to see. Time. He's things have changed, Mr. Snyder. But some things have stayed now. the same. Um, <laughs> but it is definitely one of the movies that I, I am really looking forward to seeing this awards season. There are some that are leaving me cold right now. This is definitely on my list as well. And I still have no idea really what it's about. No. Like, I haven't been reading too, the reviews too closely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I kind of want to be surprised. I have an idea that it's about class. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's an examination of class. But yeah, beyond that, I don't want to know too many specifics. There isn't mm-hmm. there isn't enough movies where you go in blind these days, which right. is going to be actually very refreshing. Uh, okay, Jimmy, something from you on this? Yeah, you know what? I guess I'll start. I've always I, I've been fascinated with uh, Mr. Rogers ever since the documentary. I cannot yeah. wait to see Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. That just excites me to no end. I I love. I think we need this right mm. now. I think we as a society need his story to be told. What an amazing human being. What an amazing story he there there is there. Yeah. And it's I, I after seeing that documentary, I was just so moved and so just just so I cannot wait to see what they do with this. And and come on, that trailer. The trailer got me. Oh it, my it, God. it totally got me. Yeah, it got me with all the feels. Man. Do you think do you think how much of that do you think is because of the the movie and, and Mr. Rogers himself and how much is because of Tom Hanks? I I think it's a little bit of both okay. to be honest. I, I again that documentary I think opened a lot of people's eyes. I didn't know all, all those stories. Mm. You know, if I was a kid, I would watch that. I wouldn't think, oh well, he's really cool in diversity. Oh really, he? It's just this really interesting story that. I don't think any of us really realized and how wonderful a man he was. Well, I, I mean, the documentary was one of the best films of last year. It was Agreed. absolutely terrific. I couldn't believe it wasn't nominated for an Oscar. I agree. Like, what an egregious yeah. snub. Um, I do wonder why. I genuinely Well, because it was just why. piecing together archival stuff. Like, right. you, you know, um, I, so I, there was an explanation. There was, there was a method behind the madness, I think, in that yeah, case, whether that, it was fair way. or not. <laughs> but, like, you know, with this movie, I, just to see the effect of Mr. Rogers has on one man, you know, because that, that's how it sort of starts. Yeah. And, and I like the, that idea. And, and Matthew Reese is obviously a really good actor. So, yep. yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait. No, I'm, it's something that I'm certainly really, really personally excited to see. One thing I'm slightly concerned about is how it's going to translate internationally. Because Mr. Rogers was a very American thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's going to play particularly well at home. But I think overseas... 
it's really going to rely on people wanting to see it as a Tom Hanks movie right, sure. and, and caring about it in that way. But I think certainly there's going to be the interest. In the same way that La La Land is a very L.A.-type movie and, you know, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is still a very L.A. movie. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these translate to other audiences and sometimes they don't. So I think it's going to be really interesting what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, your, uh, your second piece. My second one uh, was going to be The Vast of Night, which is just like this really t- teeny tiny sci-fi movie yeah. that I've heard nothing but good things about. I remember uh, I had lunch with this uh, young producer, J.D. Lifshitz, and he turned me on to it, and I've been uh, in touch with the producers trying to get a look at a link. Um, you know, I, I was this close to getting one, and then they, they said, oh, we can't do it because we've gone to a festival, which was Toronto. Right. Uh, but I think I think it played Sundance as well. I'm just saying, this is the sort of low-budget genre movie that I like would kill to see at like a Midnight Madness at Toronto or Park mm. City at Midnight, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, and I think that this filmmaker, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on, on this guy um yeah. I, I, i'm drawing a blank on the name i didn't i didn't come prepared i uh-huh. think it may be like andrew patterson or something that's right like it's that. andrew patterson yep. okay yeah um <laughs> there you go but uh I, like he's the kind of guy who i think blumhouse could go after for for something of theirs or you know maybe join the james wan factory who knows but he's mm-hmm. definitely someone to keep an eye on okay mm-hmm. uh you're next thing jimmy you know what one of the ones that uh sticks out to me just because I, I think i was a fan of hers as an actress chris lemons uh is her directing harriet Oh, Cassie Lemons, yeah. Yeah, okay, Cassie Lemons. It it looks like such an interesting project. It looks like an interesting film. I I haven't seen a trailer. I've seen nothing for it. But I don't know. I like the idea of this. I've been a fan of hers for a while, when I get her name right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I, I love the idea of this story, particularly at this time. I think it's a good story, and I want to hear it. For those people who aren't aware of her previous work, what has she done before this? Uh, she's done a lot of little things. Did she okay. do Eve's Bayou? Yeah, I think it, I think that was one. And, she, and, yeah. she, and she's uh, jo- Jodie Foster's friend in The Sounds of the Lambs. Yeah. Fantastic. And yeah. Candyman. She was in the... She was the... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Uh, 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 Jeff, uh, something else from you. Oh, um, well, first, first of all, I am I am also looking forward to Harriet. I've heard Cynthia Erivo is terrific in that movie. Mm. Uh, the third movie I have on my list is The Sound of Metal. This is one that's sort of going under the radar. It's the one with Riz Ahmed as a drummer who's losing his hearing. Yep. Mm. Uh, I think that that guy is a fantastic actor. I've thought so, you know, since I saw him in, in Nightcrawler. Um, yep. I, I thought he's terrific in The Night Of. Uh, and this is from Darius Martyr, who I believe co-wrote The Place Beyond the Pines, which okay. is one of my favorite movies of the last decade. So I- I'm definitely intrigued by this one and-, and excited to see what they come up with. Could this potentially be the one that sees Riz cross over from being that guy who's in a lot of great things to being actually really appreciated by Hollywood? Because Hollywood is obviously using him in a number of ways over the last five mm-hmm. or six years. But he hasn't had that role. I mean, I don't know if, th- if this is going to be the one. It's a pretty small film. Yeah. Um, but... I think that that guy's definitely poised for some major like tentpoles in the years ahead for sure. Yeah, what do you think it's going to be t- take? Do you think for audiences to to appreciate him in the way that, that Hollywood's appreciating him? I mean, it'll probably take a, a sort of you know like a, like an awards contender, like a Slumdog Millionaire or something right. like that, uh, or that just a big box death. office that no one really cares about, but it, it makes a lot of money. Yeah, that's right. ultimately what it's going to be about. If he if his movies make a lot of money, and yeah. if he gets that one role and that movie gets it, that hits the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jimmy, your third piece. Uh, you know, I, I was looking at it. I was like. I was mixed because I, I want to see Honey Boy really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of really good word coming out. Of that. You've seen that, right, Jeff? Honey nope. Boy? Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd seen it. They don't mean enough in these days. <laughs> that I mean, I was going to do Ford versus Ferrari, but I think Honey Boy is the one that just fascinates me mm. more. So because I, 
I've been, I got the chance to interview Shia years and years and years ago when he was just yeah. a young lad in Disturbia, and I'm I'm curious to see how he's changed. And I I love the director. She's she's I've happened I've met her. She's an amazing woman, amazing talent. Um, that one I'm I'm stoked for. I can't wait to. I I hope it's I hope it's big not only for him but for her. Yeah, she's such she's a visionary director. So let's see more from her. I think with Shia, I think because he became so popular so quickly and Hollywood yeah. was like stick him in everything. I think actually the the, the quite rapid fall from Grace uh, as Transformers became more popular yeah. and obviously he had a lot of personal issues and then he was kind of ostracized by the industry for a while, partly yeah. by himself and partly by the industry. He wanted to separate himself from it. I think actually that time in the wilderness has been the best thing that could have ever happened to Shia. It might have, yeah, it may have. Because in the last couple of years he's done a couple of pieces of work where people have gone okay yeah. there's more to Shia no, he's a great actor yeah. and that's what people forget he is a really talented actor he's a re- he makes a lot of interesting choices especially lately yeah so I don't know I I, I think it could be it could be the film to get him back I mean, I, I think the Peanut Butter Falcon kind of already did that. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, that, true. that's one of my favorite indies of the year. I think Shia is one of the best actors of his generation, and I'm, I'm looking forward not just to seeing him in Honey Boy, but to you know uh, seeing if he gets any traction with his script. Because he also wrote the script, and yep. he's also mm-hmm. uh, the lead. He's all tatted up, and David Ayer's the tax collector. Like that yeah. first image that they release of him was like the kind of image that puts your jaw on the floor. So uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely uh, he's having a moment. Okay, yeah, he is. Um, Joker seems to be something that everybody's talking about from the festivals as well. Got a, got an eight minute standing ovation the other day. Who is timing these things? It's I, like I, I I've gone to these festivals. I never recall seeing major reporters and critics man. break out their timepiece. Like what? Is that a stopwatch? You think maybe it's a little exaggerated? I don't know. It's no, ridiculous. I, yeah, it, it is a weird who thing. Who cares? I mean, just say yeah. The audience loved it. Perfect. What is the What is the difference between a seven minute and an eight minute? Like you know, Dude, ovation. Seven, is it seven like the Rotten Tomato scores? It's like that got an eighty, that got a seven and nine. And, and it's really <laughs> all, all it means. It, all it means is that the audience clapped through the credits. It's all about how long the credits are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like it's ridiculous. I've I've also got to say. I mean, I know this is a festival, so it's slightly different. I, I do know, I have been in screenings, and I don't know if you guys have been in this as well, where people think that people who are filmmakers are in the room, and they're super over-enthusiastic, and when they realize that nobody is in the room, they suddenly yes, stop. And it's like, true. there's an element of showmanship to this kind of stuff. There are movies that deserve it. There mm-hmm. are absolutely movies that I want to stand up and cheer and clap for. Mm-hmm. However, I think there is an element of showmanship for this and kind of like being part I, of a swept it, up. Do you, know? you want to stand up and cheer after a great movie? If When I, see, when I see a great Sometimes. movie, I'm kind of just like, wow, rocked in my seat. Like, I need a second. Like, yeah. I, you know, go validate your parking. I'm going to sit here, sit through the credits. It, like, it, it hits me like a punch in the stomach. It's not something I want to be like, like the, the Shia meme. Oh, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't know there, about there that. Are times I do like where I want to. I mean, I remember earlier this year I saw a movie that made me want to stand up and cheer because it was over. Uh, Which one? Hellboy. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet release. Thank God. Sweet release. <laughs> no, but no, occasionally I do see a movie that does move me to the point where I'm like, almost like in a theatre, I do want to do it. And I know mm. that I don't come from that kind of background in the UK. If you do that, people will sit the fuck down. But, you know, it is something that happens here more. But I do wonder if there's an element of showmanship. There are many movies that people have done that for, and then when they've gone back and revisited, they're like, "Yeah, it was a three-star movie." Yeah, exactly. But I'm very, very curious to see Joker. No, that um, one—it looks amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm 100 there. Uh, let's have a look at what people are saying in the chat in response to our discussions. There, uh, Carson Bertrand is saying, "Parasite is my most anticipated movie of the year." Mm. Xeno Hour Parasite sounds great. Uh, 
Uh, Yash, yeah, you LA folk are wild. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Straight Edge <laughs> Vegan Bell. Hi, Jeff. Uh, I can't wait to watch your match tonight. <laughs> you having a match tonight? I, I yeah. guess so. I don't well, know. You are I, now. I don't know when these things air. <laughs> uh, lick my love pump. I saw a parasite poster outside my movie theater. I assume it's going to get a theatrical release. I'm intrigued by this movie. Yeah. Being intrigued is great. And Yash saying uh, Matthew Reese is amazing. Matthew Reese is amazing. And I'm just, uh, you know, still amazed that, that Hollywood hasn't used him more, especially off the popularity of the Americans as well. Uh, Cami Egan, I was so so moved by the documentary "Won't You Be My Neighbor" uh, mm-hmm. that it made me reminisce about my childhood and how much I loved Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing piece of TV that I, I had to discover on on VHSs that I had shipped over from the US. It just wasn't on TV in the UK. Yeah. Uh, but I was a massive nerd, so what, what you you know what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mister Rogers, I American takes. culture. So that's what yeah. I used to do. That was the, some some kids were smuggling porn to like get <laughs> porn. I was like, have you got have you got some good Mister Rogers? <laughs> have you got any good Mister Rogers stuff? How good a day is I'm it? Looking in the for a really holistic, helpful message. Someone that'll inspire me and make me a better person. What um, is that? I don't know. Uh, Zeno Hour, I think uh, apparently I was a 70-year-old man from Brooklyn uh, when I was a child. Uh, Zeno Hour, I think Lucas Hedges will get a tentpole role soon. Lucas mm. Hedges has had a number of great roles, but it just doesn't... I don't know what is happening with that, because audiences aren't... They're just not getting it the same way that I think no. people in the industry are getting Lucas Hedges. And I do wonder when there's going to be that click moment. If. If. You know, honestly. I know there will be. Jeff, what do you think on that? Um, Lucas Hedges. The great yeah, Lucas Hedges debate. I, I think it's just a matter of time, the same way that, Probably, that, that we just saw uh, Chalamet get um, Dune. Yeah. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think he'll get something along those lines. Uh, someone here saying, oh, this is from a Lick My Love Pump. I stood and clapped and cheered after seeing Lawrence of Arabia. Mm, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Yash saying, my biggest criticism of Joker since the start was Todd Phillips, but apparently Bradley Cooper, the producer, showed him a thing or two behind the camera. Um, I was always very surprised that Todd Phillips was given this job, but I'm very, very interested to see the results. Weirdly, I'm not. I, I've always liked Todd. I, I think he okay. has a cynical... Just this, in all his movies, he has a very cynical, dark feel. And yeah. I, even in The Hangovers, which were comedies, but yeah. they were some of the darkest. Darkness. Yeah. I, I, I actually think he's kind of perfect for it. And I, I was excited once he got cast. I, or signed up for it I was like I'm in good point Zeno Hour um, we're going to move on from this in just a second Zeno Hour saying Simon uh, there seems to be three groups that are divided on the Joker one side thinks it's a groundbreaking film the other side thinks it will inspire bad people the third group actually saw it uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, King Sport Carl, uh when I was a teen and saw Taxi Driver I clapped to myself uh, after it was over that's fair I've done that we've all sat there at oh, home yeah, and watched for a sure. movie and clapped right I, absolutely Jeff's like no what the Jeff, fuck no, is wrong with you I don't know you? if I've been clapping I he, mean, he snaps he does a that whole thing <laughs> right, <yeah>. exactly because <laughs> you're woke Jeff uh, okay woke, quickly I want to talk about something that broke uh, in the last couple of days there was a response to the the ongoing debate the spy debate <laughs> Simon's got freaking printouts um, I printed here out. Yeah. he's prepared uh, well, I, tried, I tried I, if we'd have got into the studio a little earlier I would have managed to able to, to add this onto my sheet but it I looks didn't nice, so well. I just printed it off <laughs> first Super page big. is just a giant headline I, I like the way that the images have come out it's I think so that is particularly good, good beautiful show that to the camera oh, wow uh, so obviously one of the, uh, the, the the Sony Pictures chief uh, was talking about the Spider-Man split something that's been you know going on for a couple of weeks now uh, and, and according to him he's saying for the moment the door is closed <laughs> on Spider-Man being part of the MCU that I think is something that's been long discussed but I, w- what I want to talk about very mm-hmm. quickly is whether you think because obviously Spider-Man is now going to be out of the MCU which kind of limits the amount of spider content we're going to get Yeah. do you think Tom Holland is going to 
I just wanted to re- read this uh, the, the the piece. Go oh, okay, ahead. cool. As far as it gets from writing. No, no. Um, I, I need to brush up on one of the quotes. Go ahead. Okay, uh, so I think I'm wondering, is it going to become something that Tom Holland does Spider-Man? Because obviously he's going to be doing the Spider-Movies. Yeah. I'm not part of the greater MCU. Does the role of Spider-Man remain as attractive? Or is it something he'll go like, actually, maybe I don't want to be tied to this for another couple of movies. I want to exit Spider-Man and do something else. I can't imagine that. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I know there's a lot of... Uh, for the business side, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, and mm. it's a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration. But now, for an actor, the chance to play Spider-Man is a chance to play Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I can't imagine anyone would be like, "Yeah, no, I don't want to deal with this stuff." Yeah, I, I, I love this idea that like Marvel made the, like Spider-Man, like like the Spider-Man yeah. was a, oh, was a no. huge character before yeah, the he, MCU and all that loves stuff, and had a number of very successful movies. Yes, not the ones that Andrew Garfield in, but yeah. How dare you? Those I, are my but, but like when, you, when you read this Just article, kidding. I love that that Tony Fensaquare cannot help himself. It's like f- the door is closed for the moment. There is no never in Hollywood yeah, ever. Vin, exactly. Vince, Vince Aquare cryptically added that it's a long life. Hey, hey, it's a long life. Anything could happen, guys. It's like a box of chocolates. It's like they're either in denial or they just can't help themselves with this stuff. Um, Like I I have said all along, like, I think that I think that they'll be able to figure something out eventually. Yeah, I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be a case of a couple of years, but I, I could very much see this returning. I think there's too much benefits over yeah. I mean we'll, we'll see how the next movie performs yeah. it'll be as simple as that yeah, yeah you're and right. if it doesn't make a billion dollars this time they'll know why uh, BlackRock316 uh, I'm glad Spider-Man is going back to being focused on the character I was just over the MCU character in the Spider-Man movie after Far From Home lick my love pump Tom is obligated uh, he can't taint his legacy uh, by being a whiny <laughs> baby Yeah, I don't think really a lot of this is to do with people being whiny babies I think a lot of this is people in offices who have the conversations about yeah. contracts and stuff like that I, I, and you know actors just say yes or no um, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's necessarily Tom being potentially no, being a whiny I don't baby think so. I, I don't think it's think really so. about suits and zeros and ones mm-hmm. I agree I agree. I yeah. think I think it's about how fans just have no idea to react how, how to react to these things and Tom Holland is being asked the kinds of questions that like he just wouldn't have been asked you know years ago and, yeah and, you're and, right and it's like these guys don't they just don't know what to say they, they, you know like and they're put on the spot for these answers and you know sh- shame on the some of the bloggers who are you know putting them on the spot for, uh, with this stuff I it's think my like, favorite example of that at D23 was uh, was you know someone who I, I know and she's delightful um, did uh, ask Jeff Goldblum about this on the carpet at D23 and Jeff Goldblum was literally I mean trying to get sense out of Jeff Goldblum <laughs> Uh, at any time you know as much as I love him it's like just almost impossible but he obviously didn't know a huge amount about this and it was kind of like it was like if you had a scrabble bag of words and you just emptied it and then they came out of Jeff Goldblum's mouth (laughs) it was that it was absolutely it made no sense whatsoever because most people play characters and they don't have to worry about like the the rights of those characters and who owns it and yeah it's just it's not not something an actor really has to concern themselves with and why should they I mean they're they're hired to play a role yeah right you know but but it's because you know fans these days expect you to be that character like all the time now like Tom Holland 
someone walks down the street and people think, oh, well, that's Spider Man. It's I like it's like the old uh, you know back in the back in the like seventies and eighties you yeah. had the soap operas. They got so invested there, like those people weren't really those right. people. That it's becoming like that in, the, in Hollywood. They're, it's they're, weird. They're also certainly out there editorially. They're the most accessible. I mean, if you're doing a yeah. press tour and you got two movies out a year, every single time that Robert Pattinson like coming up for the lighthouse, everybody's going to ask him about fucking Batman. Yeah. So I think the thing is they're not going to talk to anybody else involved in Batman because they can't get to them. I, but that person's right in front. I of them. feel like it's not even that because uh, oh interesting the, <laughs> I mean you're wrong obviously but I, I mean <laughs> it's like you used to those used to be the settings where a celebrity would, would you know hold court and, and every few months you might hear from a celebrity because they had a yeah. movie to promote these days you're bombarded by fans with cameras and, and everyone's just asking you all the time I yeah. feel like I hear from Tom Holland year round yeah. and, mm-hmm. and most celebrities year round and there's no break to it and, and that's why they get put in these situations where they have to answer like more stuff than they should really have to it's yeah. like low pay, no pay TMZ, mm-hmm. but for movies. Uh, okay, we'll move on from that. Let's talk about, uh, this is an announcement this week that I was not expecting. Uh, the Tomb Raider sequel set for 2021, uh, and Free Fire filmmaker Ben Wheatley is going to direct it. Now, I'm not entirely surprised there was a Tomb Raider sequel. No. I didn't dislike the first movie. Was it amazing? I it. No, I, I, I enjoyed it. Fine. it yeah. was fun. Fine. Um, and it did okay. It wasn't yeah. a huge blockbuster, but it did okay. Uh, so I'm not surprised there's a sequel. What I am surprised about is Ben Wheatley is going to be directing this. Um, Jimmy, first of all, your thoughts on this? I'm excited. Okay. I really enjoyed that the other film, and I, I, I think he has a real eye for creating fun violence. Mm. Like, I, I I really enjoyed that movie. It was a small... Free, what, I'm blanking on the title. Uh, free Fire? Free Fire. I, I For some reason, I could never get that title right. I, I love the energy there. It, he got a lot of good performances mm. out of actors who I usually think are a little... Eh? But uh, I think... I don't know. I think it's... An, I like when they take a blockbuster and they give it to someone who has done some kind of action. Not just, I'm not talking about someone who did a little did, uh, independent film with two people talking and suddenly they're doing Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? I'm talking about a guy who's done low budget action. He knows how to do it. Yeah. You know, look at the guys who do John Wick. Look at them now. So... But- but his resume is is so diverse, and it, even from these really low budget stuff. I mean, I remember when Ben did his very first movie that was like no budget, and there was like mm-hmm. no. And we, I actually produced the junket for it at a production company I was working for in London. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. And it was like it, it didn't do a lot of business, and it was a really small movie, but it got him to do things like Kill List, and then that obviously led mm-hmm. to things like A Field in England, and all these other movies. And then obviously, you know, Free Fire, I think, is the one that possibly people most know from yeah. from Ben Wheatley's work. Kill List, though, I think that's that's one Kill, that yeah. Kill List is. Yeah. Is one that really sort of people like really sat up and noticed Ben Wheatley. Yeah. But it's really interesting that, that they've got someone like him who is great visually. I, I love his visual style and I love the way that he develops characters. Mm-hmm. But to put it on this blockbuster video game character, I mean, I'm always hopeful that we see some of these video characters, uh, video game characters, actually really in a film Do that well. has gravitas. Yeah. You know, and not just be, you know, pleasing for, for, for button punches who, sure. you know, will be kind of perhaps sometimes more willing to just accept their favourite characters on screen in whatever form. Um, so I think it's a really interesting, interesting mm-hmm. take on this. I mean, Jeff, are you, do you like Ben's work? No. Okay. Oh, no. so you're a fan then? No, not particularly. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't stand his last two movies, uh, High Rise and Free Fire. I couldn't stand okay. either, either one of them. Oh, High Rise um, is a, I kind of my, my, fa- my, fa- <laughs> my favorite is, is Sightseers, and I think Kill List is all right. Sightseers um, is all right. Tomb Raider, I did not bother to see the first film, okay. uh, so it didn't really matter. Unless Christopher Nolan was directing the sequel, I wasn't going to see it anyways. Right. Ben Wheatley is not a guy who excites me for it. I think that he's a decent hire in the sense that, like you said, he does have a, a, a voice 
voice as a filmmaker. I will yep. grant him that. He has a certain visual style, and I think that he he will be able to um, bring in the sequel for maybe less than the first film cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he you know does a good job making high quality stuff with a low budget. Yeah. Um. So so you know in in that sense, I think that it'll work well. But like. What I really think about this announcement is that it shows how desperate MGM has become. Uh, they did Child's Play, which I liked this summer, but Child's Play did not take off. Yeah. You like Child's uh, Play? Really? I, 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 yeah, I, I thought Child's <laughs> Play was okay. It was better than I was expecting. Okay. Um, didn't didn't work for them, though. They did the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels uh, remake, The Hustle, right? <sighs> that, that did not work for them. Uh, that was so, terrible. So like, they're looking through their library titles, and they're like, oh, we should do this, we should do this, we should do this. And then they're like, eh, you know what? What if we just made a sequel to Tomb Raider? Like, We didn't lose any money on that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels mm. like. Um, I don't think anybody is particularly excited for this. I don't think I didn't. I haven't heard anybody raving about the first film. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. Uh, but either way, th- this franchise is completely irrelevant to me. Interesting. Well, okay. I mean, personally, with, with Ben Wheatley, there are some movies that he's done that I really liked, and some that I really didn't like. When Kill List came out, I was not a fan of Kill mm. List. Sightseers, I loved. Uh, a field in England. I the first time I was like, I don't think I like this. Watched it a couple more times because it still interested me, and I've actually really come to really like that mm-hmm. movie. But yeah. I, I'm very curious to see this. There was a movie that Ben was attached to a couple of years ago that involved Charlie Theron um, and like cops and monsters uh, that kind of never really came to fruition. Yeah. So I'm disappointed that he's not continuing with that project. But I'll be very interested to see was, what what was he that does Freak with Shift Raider. or something. Yeah. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that was a, that was about two or three that years sounded ago. Interesting. Now. It sounded really really good. Yeah. yeah. But it, he, it, he's a guy who I pay attention to. Like, I will see his work, but I can't say I'm excited about it. <laughs> uh, one thing I know you are excited about, uh, Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> life for Life. Uh, the trailer this week dropped. Um, I cannot deny I really like the first Bad Boys movie. It's Bad awesome. Boys came out at a great time. It was mm. perfect timing. Sam really had a full head of hair. I did. I literally, I did. Seriously, I found a picture wow. of me when, when Bad Boys Big came front. out and I used to have long hair and curtains. What? I saw your picture crazy. I used to have a shitload of hair. I need to see this. Seriously, I, I used to have a this. shitload of hair. Most of it's now on my back and my ass, but oh, okay, I, used to have a, I used to have a load of it. Um, but yeah, Bad Boys came out at the perfect time. Bad Boys 2 did pretty well. Didn't perform, you know, perhaps some people had expected. It's taken a long time to make this third film come to fruition and I'll be honest with you I was genuinely worried about it because they're both older their stars have shifted in the world of Hollywood I didn't know if we needed it action movies often get mishandled by Hollywood this though when I saw the trailer drop this week I am really really excited about this movie for me I think this is going to be like early next year's Hobbs and Shaw equivalent, which is dumb, fun. Too long? J- no. <laughs> just. <laughs> I, I, just we'll get to that. That was later. good timing, by but, Jimmy. But, but I just think I just think it's going to be a really nice little, especially when it's being released, a really nice little palate cleanser, a little bit of cinematic sorbet. Uh, Jeff, on this first of all, Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life. I, I love Bad Boys. Not a, not a huge Bad Boys two guy. What you going to do? I I, I am I'm I am you. excited to see uh, Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett back together again. Yeah, They're, they these guys have a fun chemistry, but man. Martin Lawrence is looking long in the tooth. There's no... They need that, like, Joe Pesci-type person to come in and, like, reinvigorate the franchise. There's no third wheel here. They have these the young guys, the young guns that they introduced at the very end of the trailer. Yeah. None of whom particularly <laughs> seem interesting to me. There was no setup of the sto- what the story is or the villain, like, a, a new love interest. It just... It was just playing on the chemistry, and I suppose that was smart. But, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because I do like these characters in this franchise, but to say I'm excited about it or I mean no 
Do you know what I, what, part of the reason I think I'm excited about it is the fact that I think where it's where it's going to be placed in the calendar, and I think over the next couple of months we have a lot of very serious movies awards season, and it's mm. just going to be something for me that it's going to be a movie that I genuinely want to see because I want to see it, mm. rather than I want to see it because I need to be informed for what I do for a living. Okay. Um, so I, I and also I you know I do genuinely love the characters, and I think that you know Will Smith's having something of a renaissance at the moment, and Martin Lawrence is available. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on this? Uh, you know. Well, what I can say about bad boys in general is thank God for bad boys because it gave me hot fuzz. Um, I'm not, I'm not really a huge bad boys fan. I, I was watching the trailer and I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I keep looking at, uh, at, at Martin. And I'm like, uh, is he going to do the whole, I was supposed to retire in a week or whatever. I, yeah, it's whatever, whatever. It's pretty generic and formulaic. It looks, it's trailer. very yeah. generic. It looks like fast and furious light. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It gets yeah. a lot of mileage out of the song too, just like a yes, lot of jugs, like, jumps, all, a lot of gags. Although that last one's funny, I like when they're all yes. doing and no, no, those are wrong. You I will mean, never do that again. <laughs> will I see it? Probably. Yeah. Probably see it opening weekend just because out of curiosity. But yeah, I don't know. Simon, you're right though. I, I think that the release date is smart. Yeah. It's it's January, which is not typically a good sign, but that Dumb means it, it could it could have the month to itself, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, the same way the glass was a, a big hit. In January, and I think that you're right. After all these awards movies that we see through November and December, it may be the perfect movie, like just dumb fun to see in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's going to be fun because January is generally a down month for people. They've come out of the right. holidays and you know the new year and everything. I, I just think it's going to be really nice. So, uh, uh, King's Portal Cal in the chat saying, "Mac Lowry, Mac Lowry, Mac Lowry." Egan, I enjoyed the first Bad Boys, uh, but the trailer for the third movie, Martin Lawrence looks bored uh, as if he didn't want to make the film. I think. I think Martin Lawrence wanted to make the film a number of years ago. I think he's been very ready to make that movie. Uh, Blackrock 316... Uh, Will Smith is going to have uh, have to carry this movie. Martin comes across like he's a bit rusty. I think he is a bit rusty. I'm sure. Um, uh, King saying uh, Lawrence uh, looks kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> you know how uh, Martin Lawrence looks rough. Uh, Senor Nerd, uh, Bad Boys for Life trailer was like blue chew for me. I'm not quite sure what that is. Uh, and Zeno how the third wheel character for Bad Boys for Tom Holland Spider Man lol. Sony <laughs> <laughs> um, gets him in there. Uh, but I think a lot of people are going to get this. But the Bad Boys theme playing on the theme tune. I know. I don't know how popular cops bad is with boys, people. I think it's so popular. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but I was su- just really super psyched to see that dropping in a in a time when we're getting a lot of serious movies. I was like, that looks fun. I'm so happy for you right now. Really, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm happy for Martin Lawrence. Um, okay, so let's touch on a couple of things that broke this week that I want to run through quickly. Uh, Vince Vaughn's going to become a teenage girl in a new Blumhouse body-swapping thriller from the Happy Death Day director. We knew he was doing a, yeah. a, a horror movie a couple of weeks ago. That was announced. Um, and that we didn't really know what it was. But this is kind of like... I'm curious. Uh, yeah. Sure, why not? Why not? Body-swap movies are one of my favourite genres because in the 80s and they don't, they were like they don't a load do of them. like horror generally it's usually no. a comedy like Freaky Friday yeah so. or vice versa yeah. or big mm-hmm. I love the way the fact that I go to vice versa before I go to big yeah. uh, Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage what a great movie that was <laughs> the greatest what uh, a great movie I, that I was think, I think that Vince really? Vaughn and Catherine Newton are, are good performers yeah. for this yeah um, the idea of Vince Vaughn playing a, a, a teenage girl I've always loved him as a teenage girl though really yeah on, <laughs> yeah. on the inside yeah. Um, and yeah Happy Death Day we 
movie. I think the first film was fun. I didn't really care for the second one. See, I like the first, second one a lot. I, I, I got a lot of heat, but like, yeah. I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was really fun. I liked that it didn't just play the same cards. It kind of went the Back to the Future out. I love that. And she made those movies. See, oh I, my God. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a fan of, of the second Happy Death Day oh, movie. Okay. The first one I really, really loved. The second one I, I was not a fan of, unfortunately. Oh, wow. um, I know this, it's kind of one of the, the more divisive movies of, yeah. of the year. Um, but no, I, I do like the idea of Vince Vaughn doing something like this. He's played with a couple of really interesting roles that haven't been massively financially successful, yeah, but no. I think he's used it as a kind to take a step back, hone some of the skills that he wasn't, you know, perhaps well known for, really go away, develop those, and come back to something like this. So His best work is the smaller films, period. Yeah. 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 Jeff, um, you thought you were going to say something on this. No, I mean, I don't think Vince Vaughn's really done a, a, a part like this, maybe since Psycho. Yeah. Since the Psycho remake. Pro- that probably was the last... I mean, time, I really actually. like Brawl and Cell Block 99 and, and Dragon oh, Cross Con- too, Concrete yeah. and, and oh. even Hacksaw Ridge. He was really good in that film, too. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, and, and and True Detective, I liked him in. He, he gets a lot of flack for that season. But uh, I don't know. Vin- Vince Vaughn, I think this is sort of the perfect evolution of you know his, his career. Uh, the lead in a Blumhouse movie sounds good. And I like how Blumhouse is playing with these high concept ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like Me they too. have like the main, they have certain like IPs that they, you know, play it straight. And then they have these sort of fun uh, one offs and you know I'd always heard that they were doing one called Seven Minutes in Heaven potentially with oh, um, yeah. with the kid from uh, Stranger Things Steve okay. Joe Keery um, and I like I wondered what that would look like for sure uh, but and it never, it never came together. I don't think it's it's interesting the way that sort of Blumhouse is positioning itself because it's positioned itself almost in one way for quite a while, but it really is becoming quite a bit more more diverse with these, yeah. you know, these sort of new takes on these these classic tropes. Still doing some of their bread and butter type movies, uh, but also obviously we know from the craft and 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 other projects that they've looked at doing, they are trying to develop some of these IPs as well. I mean, Halloween and stuff like that. Blumhouse Corner, uh, welcome by the first time, first time Jeff to Blumhouse Corner. Yeah, um, but yeah, they are definitely trying to do this kind of thing. They almost have like a three-pronged attack. And then obviously Jason Blum is still exact producing a lot of movies that are non-horror movies. Yeah. So yeah. being involved in various other things as well. You know what I like about him? He the the thing that makes him interesting to me. Jason, yeah. Yeah, he loves movies. Yeah. It is clear that he has a passion. A lot of these guys that run the studios, yeah. they don't give a crap about mm. Oh, I can swear. They don't give a shit about movies. They yeah. don't they don't yeah. care. And they just want to make money. Jason loves genre. He loves anything. He's a film. He's a film connoisseur, and I love yeah. that. And I, 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 and he's got passion, energy, and excitement. He's he's a hundred percent consumed in in whatever he's doing. Absolutely. Whether he's talking to you in a room, and he's a hundred percent focused on that. And then when that's done, he's on his phone and he's working on that. And then when something else happens, he's focused on that. He he has such incredible focus, and he's a. I mean, I I get genuinely to speak to him a nice couple guy. of times a year, and Genuine. I genuinely look forward to it. Yeah, me too. He, he's part of that um, Richard Linklater project too that's going to be shooting oh. until yes, he is. Simon uh, is yeah, 90 yeah. year old man um, and obviously he, you know, he had an involvement it wasn't a Blumhouse movie but he had an involvement in uh, Jordan Peele's uh, Us mm-hmm. uh, which by the way um, you'll love this I went around the uh, the maze uh, the Us maze at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal oh, Studios Hollywood yesterday mm-hmm. um, yeah so I've had a little look around that that is going to be really good uh, take cool. spare pants uh, if you're going to go around that uh, th- this spare year uh, it launches next week uh, Halloween Horror it. Nights why? Um, I take spare pants everywhere I go. He does. He's got my I'm incontinent. It's it's, it's all right. He's changed twice since we've been here. It's amazing. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, it looks really good. Uh, Jordan Peele is actually going to check out the Us Maze 
Uh, Jordan Peele will be today. popping out every ten Jordan. minutes from <laughs> the southeast corner of the maze. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Dick. I can't wait. But yeah, so he's going to be actually at Universal today checking out that maze, which is going to be good. So he's going to give it his seal of approval. Uh, but I highly recommend that. But yeah, no, I think this is a really interesting project for Blumhouse. There are a couple of other things I know that Jason and the team are looking at, which are pre-existing IPs, movies that they want to buy and remake. Ooh, tell um, me off air. I will tell you off air. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think this will be be really interesting. So yeah, yeah cool. A um, couple of other things I want to touch on very quickly. We have twenty minutes left on the okay. show Ooh, uh, there's a story this week about the crazy rich asian sequel um having some problems because um adele lim has apparently left the project over a pay disparity um i mean this is this is an ongoing issue with with you know pay in the industry and oh, obviously yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's kind of more pressing here because obviously the first crazy rich asians movie was such a runaway success um domestically internationally it was interesting how that played china um and some of the asian markets it didn't do as well as i think they expected yeah. but obviously the the market is different there because in those markets you see representation on screen in a everyday basis yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. exceptional in those markets over here it is slightly different um but yeah i, I mean uh, do you think this is gonna how do you think this is going to affect the project jeff do you think is it just to slip someone else in or you know what do we what do we do with this what are your thoughts on this i mean i i, I don't know if, like are they still negotiating like is she just not involved is she trying to get them to come up i, I don't understand whether there's any finality to the situation or not is it a power play do you think or is it i mean a power play because i i looked at the figures that were reported this week and obviously you know you have to take some of those with a pinch of salt yeah but the difference between the two salaries for her and the male writer were were noticeable there was quite a wow. difference between yeah the two. which I, I thought it was too skewed like i could actually understand pete chiarelli making more than her but like if you have a nine hundred thousand dollars to to split between these writers i don't see how it's eight hundred thousand dollars to one hundred thousand dollars if they're co-writers you know and i think that you know thr did did good reporting on this and and, you know someone had sort of said that you know some writers of of color sort of being hired as soy sauce to just sprinkle on cultural specificities yeah good job um and you know i hope that that's not the, the case in which adele lim is being used i i I don't think that it was and i think that she recognizes her own value to the project and yeah it just it just seemed a little too skewed for my liking i think that warner brothers uh, you know they could have avoided all this bad pr too like is this bad pr worth it not like i just don't understand toby emmerich and the whole like setting the uh the precedent he didn't want his business affairs team to set the precedent and i'm like well this is not a good precedent to set either dude (laughs) Your thoughts on this, Jimmy? I agree with him. I also think it, you know, and when it finally does get made, most people aren't going to care. I mean, honestly, they're yeah. just going to see the movie that they want to see. It will get made at some point. It would be nice if they could have them both involved and she could return, and it would be actually fair pay. Yeah, but uh, I. I to, to your average audience, I don't think they're going to care. They don't care about the no, backroom stuff. They, don't they genuinely stuff. don't. Um, I just want to go to the chat. A few things people talking about. Uh, we were talking about Blumhouse and Vince Vaughn uh, joining a Blumhouse project. Uh, Lick My Love Pump, like Father Like Son, is the Citizen Kane of body swap movies. There's something you don't hear oh, very often. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. were you when they were printing the posters? Um, King Sport Cal, uh, Vince Vaughn is my boy. Uh, Kama <laughs> Egan, a deep cut body swap movie. 18 again with George Burns uh, and Charlie Sh- uh, yeah. Schlatter. Uh, yeah, no, God, I remember that movie. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, went straight to video, I think, in the UK. Xeno uh, Hour Vince Vaughn was a bright spot in True Detective Season 2. Xeno uh, Hour Simon, I believe, Seven Minutes in Heaven actually was released, or at least filmed. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Xeno Hour Googled and said that Blumhouse did release Seven in Heaven uh, last year. Sounds like it's really? Seven Minutes in Heaven movie that Jeff was talking about. Wait, was yeah. wow. Joe Keery in that? I don't know. Let's. We should check that out. I'm, I'm going, going, I'm going to. Going to. Okay. I'm shocked. Do a Google. Uh, lick my love pump. Jason Blum is awesome. He's a national treasure. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. Uh, King Sport Cow saying VV Ear is a good film. Uh, uh, it was in a good film. Vince Vaughn was in a good film called Return to Paradise. I wasn't a fan of that movie, but I know a lot of people did like it. It wasn't widely seen. Oh, okay. uh, Zeno, Travis I think, Tope. Oh, talking oh. about the uh, Crazy Witch Asians. Where's the WGA? Uh, interesting. Uh, Eon 001. The argument for low pay among women is because they don't ask for a pay rise. The lady asks for a pay rise and they don't give it to her. It's insulting. Um, I hope the cast boycotts. I don't, I don't know if there'll be a boycott. I don't think that'll I don't happen. Think so. I think no. it's it's a it's certainly a good gig for a lot of those people. But I'll be honest with you, as much as I enjoyed Crazy Rich Asians, I was absolutely fine with that story being left as a standalone. I know there are more books. Um, I think I would probably more in, be inclined to go and say, uh, why don't Warner Brothers not make this as a movie, but turn it into a series? That's a good idea. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. I'm like saying a this increasingly with projects. Well, Warner absolutely. Brothers are doing their own streaming platform oh, in the true, next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. So why not have something like this and create that? And then you don't have to worry about it. It's cheaper to pay TV writers. You know, mm-hmm. you can do it in a slightly different production schedule. You can swap out characters if you need to, if you can't maintain the contracts with these people. I also think it would be something that, you know, rather than being a lightning in a bottle moment every couple of years for a movie, why not spread it out and you make it as a TV show? Especially then, a show like that. I mean, you could do a lot with I that. I think it would work. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think it really absolutely. would work. You know, so I think maybe you should do that, Warner Brothers. If you do, I'd like some money. Yes. Um, but I'd like it to be parity. Okay, we have 50 minutes left on the show. Something else I want to talk about very quickly. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate intended to kick off a new trilogy, apparently. Uh, this coming from uh, James Cameron this week, uh, because uh, obviously that worked before. Yeah. Um, a, a Terminator Dark Fate, still a title I'm not a big fan of, but as I see more of the footage, uh, which I've now stopped watching. I'm actually yeah. quite, uh, I'm quite looking forward to this movie. I think this might be the Terminator movie that we've been waiting for. But I have also said that about the last couple of Terminator yeah. movies, which yeah. turned out to be have you really? Utterly <laughs> really? No, ge- genuinely, I thought the Salvation was going to be a great Terminator movie, and I, I did not like that movie. Oh, I revisited it, and it doesn't get any better. No. Um, and I revisited Terminator Genesis, and I actually only got halfway through it this time. I couldn't give it the entire runtime and it was not a particularly long movie uh, that that whole film was just a just a horrible mess uh, Terminator Dark Fate should it be a benchmark or should it be the start of a new trilogy very quickly on this case? How can, can we just wait to see how it does I mean honestly like my my thing with this is my problem with Terminator is all the yeah. sequels it was missing Linda Hamilton yeah she was as much of a part of that franchise as Schwarzenegger yeah. if not more she was better in part two than he was. She was a, she was the standout in part two. So once they got rid of her, it's like, who cares? Yeah. I didn't. I lost a lot of interest in it. I, I didn't like the sequels. So yeah, no. I, I I but I don't know. Let's just see how it does before we move into sequel. Like yeah, I, it. I yeah. mean, I you, you have to assume that it's intended to start a trilogy. Of otherwise, why, why would they make it? <laughs> yeah, now everything's a trilogy. Um, yes. Or, well, yeah. I mean, you know, they got to make money, and Paramount doesn't have you know the IP that a lot of places have. They yeah. don't. Um, I, I think Dark uh, Dark Fate looks good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am looking forward to it. I think Tim Miller is a, is a cool director. I didn't love Deadpool. What? Okay. No, oh but uh, but but dirt. But this looks a lot darker you. and more up his alley. Yeah, 
How dare you? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I personally really like Deadpool, um, and I wasn't entirely sure about him being added to this project, but I, from what I've seen of it so far, I'm actually I, I'm looking forward to it. It looks interesting, and I hope it does yeah. work for Paramount, because they've they've had a couple of great movies in the last couple of years that mm-hmm. just haven't landed particularly well with audiences, and they've had a lot of stinkers. Yeah. Um, and I think we really need to balance that out a well, bit. Well, they don't know what they movie. have. I yeah. mean, when they have a movie like Crawl, which literally, I was talking with Perry Nemiroff, like, yeah. that was maybe the best studio movie of the summer. Oh, yeah. it's Excellent, uh, great excellent movie. film. Excellent more, film. Up, up there, up there. That uh, that summer uh, for me is some movie that taught me the most about plumbing all year. I know, which right? Which was great. So yeah. I do, I do like that to come away with a skill from each movie. Uh, Watch okay, call. guys. Before we go to uh, talk about it, chapter two in the box office, um, uh, top three movies that you're looking forward to this fall. Jimmy, can I have your three first? Gosh, three, I was trying to think about that. I guess the Joker. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess. Uh, I'm excited for people to see a movie called The Current War because it was it came out in TIFF a couple of years ago and they, it was forced out. Mm. The movie is much better now. It's a fantastic little film. Beautiful. Beautifully shot. Uh, Alfonso Rajan Alfonso Gomez Rajan. I cannot I'm sorry, Alfonso. I think it's a great cast. You have Benedict Cumberbatch. It's a really interesting story about Thomas Edison. About I'm not going to say any more names because I'll just mess them up. But it's a really interesting film and I hope people give it another shot. Yeah. Um, I get. I'm, I'm excited. Come on, I'm excited for Rambo. Yeah, that's the other one. I, I'm sorry, I am. I I'm am. not going to deny it. It's all right. You're allowed. You're yes. allowed. Uh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I'm I, sorry, Alfonso. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had I had more than than three naturally. Uh, Joker. <laughs> yep. Um, Waves is getting great reviews out yeah. of the the mm-hmm. festivals. I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, Knives Out is going to be playing Toronto soon. Yeah. Ryan Johnson's Murder Mystery. Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler crime drama. I am pumped for that. That sounds great. Yep. Uh, Queen and Slim, I have my eye on. Uh, that's going to be at AFI. The Good Liar is the old person movie of, of the year that looks fantastic. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's with um, Helen Mirren and... Uh, and Magneto, okay. <laughs> Magneto, and, oh, okay. and then the one that ev- that everyone will surely overlook, since I don't think it's really getting much of a theatrical release, if one at all. But uh, Jay, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, really? Yep, I love okay. Jay and Bo- Silent Bob. I love uh, Strike Back. You know, I like Kevin Smith. I, I love these characters. Or, yeah. You know. Okay, I mean, there's a couple. I think Irishman is probably something that everybody wants to see. Joker is one that everybody wants to see. Yeah. Uh, Paramount, uh, sorry, Parasite is on my list. Knives oh, yeah. Out is very much a movie that I want to see uh, this season. Um, and I'll be honest with you, there was a, a comedy that I was not aware of, and this year has been really poor on comedies, like last year, actually. Uh, it's a movie called Jexy. Um, I think that's the title. That's one of your three movies, are that, you saying? That's that's one of my... It's, it's more than three, like you. Oh, okay. He, he has a few. Um, but you, okay. Je- Jexy is, is, is a comedy that uh, we have had so few effective comedies this year. I could count them and still have spare fingers on one hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really holding out for a very good comedy this year and I think this could be and again in, in a quarter that I think is going to be quite heavy I think this is going to be something that is just going to be dumb fun slightly stupid it's not going to be PC um, and I think that's that's just going to be a bit of fun so I'm actually sure. genuinely not because it's high art like you know Rambo um, is not high art yeah, but you're looking Rambo's high it. art yeah, that, Je- that's Jesse, like your opinion man Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually had a conversation about Rambo this week and I, I, I did try and frame it in a certain way and they were like it's not 
got that. I was like, okay. Uh, but yeah. is a movie that I'm I'm looking for. I, I like Adam Devine, and I I think that he uh, hasn't had the Hollywood vehicle that he deserves yet. And I'm hoping that this could potentially be it. And I think some of the uh, comedy this not year, not even has been that movie he did with uh, Zac Efron about the wedding dates. Not a great Come movie. on, I not know. Yeah. Um, okay, so those are some of the movies that we're looking forward to <laughs> this fall. Uh, okay, so we have uh, just under ten minutes left Ooh, on the show. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's talk about it. Chapter two. That's the movie that's going to dominate this week. It's really the only big release coming out. Yeah. Uh, it's looking at a weekend. Some are saying 105. Other people are saying 120. I think it's going to do like 135 this I weekend. Think so. I think it's going to be up, but I think the drop-offs are going to be quite heavy. Uh, previews, it did 10.5 million. Wow. Um, which I think it was from uh, going from box office. Mojo is uh, 3,700 locations, uh, which is behind uh, the 13.5 previews for the previous. Um, uh, for the previous entry but I do know a lot of people who have bought tickets in advance for this weekend mm-hmm. so I think that's going to be a big contributor to you know quite a high yield this opening weekend um, I, box office very quickly do you think that's about right what are your predictions for this Jeff do you think I'm going to let Jimmy go first yeah okay. I think it'll be a little bigger th- I, I'm, I'm thinking about 135 140 yeah. I mean I, I I don't know many people that don't at least want to see this I yeah. don't know many people and I, you know it, it's one of those things the first film was such a huge hit that yeah I, I think it'll do really well and I don't think it's going to have the drop off that you do interesting no. Jeff your thoughts on this I think I'm going to take the under okay I think you can see it in the numbers in the tracking since like a month ago like you know as soon as the first tracking numbers came out within minutes another trade came out and the numbers were like inflated mm. I think that they've been managing expectations on this for, for weeks mm. I think that the first film just wasn't very good just very very simply I don't think it's a good movie <laughs> I think you're crazy if you think it is um, and that it's going to result well, in more box office for this <laughs> I, th- I think you're going to see it come in around 105 110 interesting okay well we'll see where it lands this weekend I'm certainly watching it very keenly um, mm. some very quick reviews on this I'll be honest with you Ip Chapter 2 something that a lot of people are saying uh, and it's something that I very much felt um, for me it's almost an hour over long mm. um, so long I think it's a endless. lot of the scares that are in there uh, some are very ineffective um, uh, f- for considering how well Pennywise was handled in the first movie mm. uh, I think he was horribly mishandled as a character in this movie and I think a lot of the scares were cheap uh, whether they were cheap actual scares or whether some of the visuals I thought were just really, really terrible. The images that were meant to shock, some of them I just thought would just looked really, really cheap. Mm. Um, for me, I think that the everybody knows the movie has a lot of flashbacks in it. Mm. Uh, this is no spoilers, by the way. For me, that completely spoiled the pace of the movie. It didn't flash back to things that we'd seen. There was too much that we hadn't seen. Uh, the chemistry of the younger cast was far better than the chemistry of the older cast. Didn't really have enough time to get to know them mm. um, as established characters like we did with the young cast in the first movie. Um, I don't think the script was as good. I think it was it was trying... It was trying to manufacture scares and things coming kind of more atmospheric, which spoils it for me. Um, and while there were some good performances, I think some of the performances were very weak. Mm. Jessica Chastain for me was very strong, but she appeared to be in a totally different fucking movie to half the other guys. Um, Her character I, intro was, uh, I thought it was laughable. It was, ju- I was not, I, I, this was not a great movie for me. Uh, Bill Hader, I know why a lot of people are liking what Bill Hader's done. I think he's done a good job. Um, but for me, it just wasn't... It was a it was a bright spot in a very average movie. But it was um, obnoxious. Okay, Jeff, uh, your thoughts on this? <laughs> Be honest. Uh, I, I thought J- James Ransone was the only one who just was, was great. Yeah. I oh, I liked J- it. James yeah, he Ransone was great. was he really was great. good. 
All this Bill Hader talk, guys. I love Bill Hader as much as the next guy. He's he's friggin' annoying, and he's friggin' annoying in this movie. Um, the first five minutes, just like the first five minutes of it, Chapter One, are the best part of the movie. Uh, you know, there's real dread behind those first five minutes. After that, it just becomes this episodic scare thing. It's the same scare over and over and over again. The movie goes on forever. Uh, yeah, I didn't care for it. Well, okay, I'm going to go... Yeah, I saw it in 4DX. Yeah. I love that. I okay. love that. I loved the way it moved with the... It really worked with the film. It wasn't too much, but the fight scenes were pretty insane. But as a film, I actually really liked it. Okay. Uh, I I grew up reading that novel. I loved the TV movie. I loved the last... The, the first half of this. I did have issues with this. It's not a perfect film. I, I had issues with how they dealt with one specific bullying character. Yeah. Because he he was there's no point in him being there actually, yeah. and he's such an important part of the book and the even TV movie. I think he had a bigger part, uh, but ultimately, I don't think it's about. It's really it's weird. It's not really scary for me, but what appealed to me was the characters. Yeah, I've grown with these characters. I love these characters, and I I get what they're going through. It's about childhood fears, facing your fears, and dealing with that, and uh, ultimately, it connected with me. I didn't think it was too long. It did. I, I felt maybe about fifteen minutes too long. Right. Maybe that's about it. But honestly, I was moved. I I was touched. I I did like Bill Hader. But I agree with you on James. I think he's one of the highlights in the I, movie. I like the end of Bill Bill Hader's thread. Like I thought oh, that, yeah. that was wrapped up. Yeah. Nicely, and there Beautifully is a little a, a, a ping of emotion. Yeah. But yeah, for the most I, part, I want to see the end. I mean, I, I will definitely see the end. But it's one of those movies. I don't. I think I want to embrace the two together i just love that story i love that world so to i I think fans are i think fans are going to enjoy it i'm really looking forward to seeing fan reactions this weekend absolutely i'm genuinely looking forward to absolutely and if if you are planning to see it it uh chapter two uh do go and see it even if you know a lot of critics are saying that they don't like it if you can see it in 4dx i I actually really enhances the experience i do i think 4dx usually enhances experiences i mean i've had really good experiences going to see these amazing even crappy movies like the Lion King, right? That you know, I, I that was slightly enjoyable Dead because oh, I hated that movie. Okay, <laughs> that <laughs> was terrible for me. I think for the movie, you're talking about you know having a connection with the movie. For me, one of the biggest problems with the movie that it was lots of parts that didn't connect for me. Okay, um, and I think there were lots of elements. And I think while I did like the ending with 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 Bill Hader, the little twist there, um, I just felt that that was kind of almost pointless because it mm-hmm. didn't really. It, it wasn't led to in any specific way and then I felt it was a little bit planted I kind of guessed that what is the resolve was going to be the resolve mm-hmm. and the reveal was going to be the reveal um, but for me it just it, ju- it just didn't pack that emotional connection whereas in the movie I genuinely felt fear and you know trepidy for these characters mm-hmm. uh, and there was an intensity in that movie and almost like a, an atmosphere that was slightly claustrophobic that I simply didn't get um, w- with this one which I think was one of the major selling points of the first movie so yeah. I'm genuinely though looking forward to, to hearing what regular people think when they go and see this movie I but... honestly think it's going to have a pretty decent reaction I think fans are going to enjoy it 
Yeah, oh, we'll I mean, a lot of people in the, in, in the chat have uh, have a lot of chats about this. People talking about their favourite movies they're looking forward to the, uh, towards at the end of the year. Mm. Lick My Love Pump, Doctor Sleep, Joker, Ad Astra. Doctor Sleep, actually, none of us mentioned that. Oh, yeah, that, that one's that. on my list. Yeah, new, trailer, new trailer drops on Sunday. Xeno uh, yeah. Hour, speaking of the Joker, it's it's uh, hy- uh, hypocritical that the same people who rightfully mock politicians trying to blame video games for mass shootings are now fearful the Joker will cause an, an incel apocalypse. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. We had a conversation about something very similar uh, earlier today yeah. um, the first one had better marketing and Carrie Fukunaga absolutely uh, second one looks bad I wouldn't say it's bad I just say it's not particularly great uh, Lick My Love Pump I liked It 1 uh, and you have to see It 2 if you liked It 1 I kind of guess you do yeah. if you really want to close that out uh, Lick My Love Pump no matter how bad things look you have to finish the story that you started absolutely mm-hmm. uh, yeah so a lot of people you know it's uh, Eon001 uh, Man Freedom's overrated Jeff Snyder uh, Yash saying Barry was more important uh, to Bill Hader uh, they scrap a lot of Carrie stuff uh, sexual experience perhaps people trying to guess what the twist is uh, and 4DX Yash says makes everything better I agree apparently it does uh, guys thank you so much for being on the show uh, Jim for uh, um, oh, Twitter yeah, yeah. Jo- Joe Blow Arrow in the head Twitter all that Cameo I'm new in Cameo look me up fantastic yeah. Jeff Snyder welcome back at the In Snyder Twitter Facebook Cameo you can find my stuff on Collider.com you can check out the Snyder Cut I'll have Scott Beck and Brian Woods the writers of A Quiet Place on mm. as my guests today nice. and uh, yeah if you ever need a recommendation go to the insnider.blogspot.com fantastic yeah. uh, was it fun being back here it was great. It was a blast. Always good to work with you, Simon. And uh, and I got to get you on my own podcast. I would very love to soon. do that. It was nice to have you back. Yes, nice to have you back. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much. Uh, obviously, without you guys, there is no show. Please like, subscribe, spread the word. Feel free to comment below. Obviously, after the show is over, uh, because if you're watching this after the show is not live, then uh, we're not. Can't talk back. We can't do that. That's uh, how world world works. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you are going to go and see a movie this weekend, please uh, go and see it because you want to see it and enjoy it. And please feedback your thoughts. Uh, just because we have an opinion, it doesn't mean it's the only opinion. We hey, want to hear yours as well. We really appreciate it. And just if everybody agreed on shit, that'd be really dull. Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Take care. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.